HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Radio Network, and this is Cheap Date. My name is Kathy Arway. I'm your host, and uh, we're at Roberta's Pizza today in a nice little converted shipping container outside, and it's a beautiful day in Bushwick today. Um, this show is brought to you by TechServe, and it's also available on podcast and on the Heritage Radio Network uh, website. So here today, it's, it's actually the first show of Cheap Date. So I'm really excited. Um, I have a couple of awesome guests today. Um, Rachel Wharton. Hey. And hi. Thanks for coming. And Keith Wagstaff. Hello. Hello. So, um, First of all, I just want to say that I really like your choice of theme song because it's particularly apt because when I was in high school, whenever I was trying to soothe a broken heart, I would listen to the Scruffy the Cat version of that song. What? And if you don't know that version, you consider yourself lucky. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got to listen to it. Well... You know, any song with my name in it, it's, <laughs> it's a great apparently song. golden in my book. Um, that's funny. Who's Scruffy the Cat? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, no, so I, this is don't. something I really need to look up. <laughs> just that song. Okay, so uh, Rachel, just to back up, she is the deputy editor of Edible Brooklyn and Edible Manhattan, food writer for other things, too. Um, so thank you so much for coming. You are welcome. Um, can you just tell me a little bit, what is Edible communities like there's one for every state every city and so most of the i'll start with edible brooklyn since that's where we are it's a quarterly food magazine dedicated to exploring the food culture of this fine borough and you can actually get it right here at roberta's in fact our feature story and the cover is roberta's pizza written by yours truly and Manhattan has the same focus. We just focus on Manhattan, and, and all the others do the same thing. They take a very close look at the culture, the food culture of the specific community they're focusing on. Cool. Um, well, congratulations. Like, that's a great publication. And, I love um, it. Yeah. It just needs a little more 
love advice as well as food. I'm just kidding. No. I think we need a sex column. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely you do. You know, food, sex, it all goes together. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, so, Keith, you are a city editor at City Search's The Feedback blog. Yes, that's true. Um, I edit all those wonderful restaurant uh, reviews you see on the site. And I also edit The Feedback along with... Uh, Josh Ozersky, who has a show here as well, I believe, on Sunday, called The Mr. Cutlet Show. Yeah, good, good stuff. Cutlets. Um, so t- uh, I brought these folks on the show, really, just to pick their brains about food because they're such experts, but also to get behind them a little bit and uh, talk about what they like to cook, maybe in a, or what they like to eat in a romantic situations, since they're. Um, you, know, you know, both of them are actually incredibly busy people. And a lot of people have asked me, you know, how do you... Because, okay, so I started this blog and it, it was all about cooking all the time, not going to restaurants um, as a rule. And people were like, how do you go on dates? You know, I don't have any time. I get out of work at 7 or 8 or 9. And, uh, you know, I just want to go hang out with somebody and grab a slice or something like that. So... You know, and I've tried to answer that question a lot of ways, but these folks are real foodies, so they are experts of both the restaurant world and also the food cooking at home world a little bit. Do you do you ever cook on dates, Keith? Uh, I like to cook. I don't cook that often on dates. I know Um, you've been known to throw a crazy dinner party or two. Oh, I do throw. I do. I do throw uh, dinner parties quite often. So that figures into the social scene, right? Yeah, that's. It's like a date with all your friends. Exactly. It's a big date. Okay, so it's a group. It's a good first step. It's a group date. Yeah. Yeah. Because cooking for someone is pretty intimate. I don't think that comes right away. Oh. You you know, I mean, like I would never cook for someone on a first date. Hmm. Because then they're stuck at your house if you don't cook them. <laughs> That's true. You can't, you can't make an emergency <laughs> But why? Exit. Why do we right. have these um, cultural standards that, you know, say that it's okay to go in a restaurant and sit across from each other and be brought amazing courses, but you I, can't stand in your kitchen? I don't think it's a cultural standard as much as a, a date is sinking. You want to get out of there. Like, you know, that's why. First, oh, you might not like, like a this first person. Date. Yeah. This person might be crazy. And that's why the first home. date's always like coffee or drinks or something so you can... If something you, short if, yeah if it's not oh, going well, or that can, can be short oh so yeah. they're not worth it for the whole meal maybe. but it's also you're exactly. cooking someone exactly. into your house and you're cooking for them which if you actually really like to cook which all of us do it take, requires a lot of effort and thought so you want to make sure you like someone before you will but put, don't do don't people put a lot of effort and thought into what they wear yes and they go well, to these, and what they pick <laughs> i know a lot of people that are you know go crazy about what restaurant to pick on this date or the second date or the third date do you guys do that Okay, so I'm going to pretend that you've asked me what my ideal first date would be. And I'm going to say (laughs) that my ideal first date, you can just knock out so many things right at once. You see how how, how a person, well, for me, the type of person I am, what I do is I like to take the 7 train to Flushing. (laughs) And go to, first of all, you stop at what Josh Ozersky, Mr. Cutlets, calls the Mutton Man. And you start with a couple of skewers of mutton from this guy (laughs) who sells like right on the street corner. And then you go to one of the indoor mini malls and get like a curry beef sandwich or a bowl of um spleen and so you can basically tell right off from like you go to a bunch of these places and so you're dragging the person nothing says with you. love like spleen exactly 
<laughs> but for me, I, I can tell right off if if this person is um, rolls with the punches, if they have a sense of humor, if they like eating weird things, if they mind an air conditioner dripping on their head while they're eating a curry beef sandwich. So that's like one of my favorite ideal first dates. That's amazing. A lot of people have told me that a subway is a killer. You know, it, it's the... It's oh, a, again, because it's like, can I make conversation with this person? Oh. Can they riff on whatever ad is up on the wall? I mean, so that's you're a, all that's, about that's making people potentially uncomfortable <laughs> no, well, where in a setting that you're very comfortable. Well, dates are like a test, yeah. almost. You're testing them. Yeah. I like that. So they have to be a comedian. No, well, it's just more just like, you know, can you actually hang out with someone and have a good time? Because I can do that with like almost everyone that I choose to make my friend. So Okay, so what's stopping someone. you, Rachel, then, from cooking a lot of like lamb and... Uh, mm-hmm. Lamb. What what was tendons or something oh, like spleen. that? A spleen at at home. <laughs> well, no, I will do that, but that comes later. That Have comes you done that? Com- yes. Nice. Yes. I mean, not spleen. sixth, seventh date. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, maybe third or fourth. Yeah. Once cool. you actually know them, I think it's about yeah. I think it's mostly about just inviting people to your home. Like that seems really really intimate to me, as opposed to just going out for a drink or right. something, or yes. going out for spleen. Yes. Okay. So basically, we have to clean our homes a little better. Is that no? Oh, for me, that? that's for sure. Well, okay. I mean, also, it's like, well, gosh, okay, this is really embarrassing. But I think like one of the most important things is that if you can make them a kick-ass breakfast. Oh, I know. The first time they yeah, stay that, over. That's, Whoa. <laughs> that's yeah. Or or actually like okay, so like the ultimate. Like if you if you have like any chance in hell, you think someone this is actually going to come home I, with I you. Know, yeah. If you think you're going to get lucky, make sure you have bread, cheese, and olive oil. Oh on my hand. god, this is so true. Yes. So if you so want after, to invite somebody over, would you like to have a drink and bread, cheese? And oh no no no! The oh. bread, cheese, and olive oil comes after you do it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Have you worked up an appetite yet? <laughs> well, totally. This is good stuff. <laughs> What about like dessert? No. Oh, let's see dessert. Oh man, you would should you care have... for some chocolate ice cream? No. Ooh, ice cream. Yeah, that would be good. This is all planned out. Oh, I totally. Just supply a lot of booze, don't and you then really... the ideas Wait, come later. Don't you guys have I... artisanally made, sustainably raised, sourced whatever cheese, olive oil, and chocolate on hand at all yeah, times, time, just times. like I do? In a giant I'm swan. Not so lucky. <laughs> I found a good trick, though, is yeah. I always have ice cream in my fridge. I mean, That'll freezer. do it. Yeah. But I think just like, well, for, I mean, I was kind of halfway joking. Um, but it is, I do think that, you know, I, I've always found that anyone I invited over was always like totally impressed. If you're like, would you like some of this amazing. Yeah, it's a talking um, point. Constant bliss from Vermont. You know, and they're just like, oh, my God. And even though for us, it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Foodies have it better, I think. Do you often date foodies? Never. I, hmm. Do you prefer to date foodies? I've uh, never dated a real foodie. Have Have you? Not really. So not is like Kathy has. What? Let's turn the tables on you. Um, <laughs> I you know, not really. <laughs> Wish what people not, in the nobody, food world. I mean, compared to us, it's hard oh. to top foodism. Like you know, <laughs> I've, ne- I've never dated enthusiasm. anyone close to a real foodie. But I mean, everyone so that's thinks like that a, they're interested in food. At least everyone okay. I've ever dated. Is it like kind but of? Um, is it a turnoff when people are kind of really clueless? Like, have you ever dated someone who was really, really like, you know, meat and potatoes type of person that would never eat these spleen things ever? No. Okay. I mean, well, they may not have. They may not have had 
much knowledge to begin with, but they were always curious and yeah, try things. It's more about people being open to try new things. Have it's not so much that they know like all about like these different like breeds of pork or like you know all these artisanal cheeses. It's about that they're open to eating new things. Okay. So oh, oh, have, you ever... that, have either of you ever dated actually, or even like one date, or you like hung up with a chef, like a, someone who was actually trained? Because none of us are, right? I've never dated a chef. Me neither. I don't think I, I think I'd either. be too competitive. <laughs> I'd be like, no. We do it like this. <laughs> uh, are we talking about food way. preparation? Yeah, yes, yes. I know. I mean, that. I think that that actually is, intim- is intimidating to me. Someone who knows more, more than you, at wow. least technically. Sure. In terms of cooking, but I think that would be actually really impressive. You can, you know, it's always great then when you're not the one talking your your head off. And you're listening, fascinated to somebody else who has something to say that you're interested in, right? So, I was actually thinking or, also just about. I mean, I've 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 lived with a boyfriend before, and I did all the cooking, like every single bit of it, and so I I got to basically rule the kitchen. Been there too. So, the thought of, I mean, rule the kitchen, like I was like, no, that's not the way you do. It. I mean, it, it was, I think to me it would be kind of, I'm I would be nervous about giving seeding seeding the crown. To someone who knew more, who actually really knew more. Oh, than me. so God, you like to be okay? To I like to be in charge. I see. I guess so. This oh is. God. By this the is way, like Rachel therapy. is. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Um, okay, so <laughs> the Rachel, you also just came back from Iceland, right? Mm. Um, I did the hot dogs. Were they people, were amazing. Like, did you get a sense? Of, you went alone too. Did you get a sense of what people do when you go out at you know on the town in Reykjavik and to hit the the dating? I don't know the nightlife. I, yes, mm-hmm. and so in from what I saw, which is like this tiny sliver, you know, just based on the few people that I knew there, um, it's kind of like. It appears that it's kind of stuck in like where I think all of us were in college, where it's like a bunch of people getting completely obliterated on weekends and easily going home with each other in various stages of drunken euphoria. Does that sound like college or does that sound like now? That sounds like Williamsburg. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Not from personal experience. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because it's such a small community and and they have a really, really severe... um, this is all really severe booze laws. So, mm. and they ha- for like a long time, I, you couldn't even get you can't you can't buy beer anywhere but at a wine and beer store, and there aren't that many of them. And they they close at six, and they're not open on Sunday. Oh. And I feel like and this is my God, this is like I'm totally painting broad brushstrokes here, but I feel like it's kind of like this proscriptive culture where everyone just gets obliterated on weekends it's like they it's like a it's like williamsburg or Times square or like hmm. the the east village like the the blue and the gold like people just like falling down drunk and like staying out till seven in the morning on Sat- friday and saturday nights and then they don't go out very much at all the rest of the week but how much do i bring this back to dating and food so, somebody help me out so did they okay how was the food in Iceland? <laughs> The food was amazing, in, um, especially when I was, was able um, – I have one good friend there, and he had a friend whose name that I'll never be able to pronounce because it has several <laughs> several letters that we don't even have. That's a good way um, to start at the date. What's he, your name? Yes. Well, actually, oh, my God. Like, where I actually could never – I always was like, mm. Like, I would, <laughs> I would pretend that I would say his name, but try and work around it or just, like, kind of mumble. Oh, but so he – 
Actually, he told me an amazing dating food story. He told me that he once got a date because he had a bunch of people over at his house for a dinner party. Yes, thank you, Keith. Ooh, that's why I have them. And he made, yes, he made, yes, because you invite somebody over to your house when you're having a dinner party. Like, say you say you want to date them, but you, like, you're yeah, interested in someone and so you invite them over. Yeah, make it more casual, yeah. Well, or it's not even that. It's like you can just blow their minds with your cooking skill and your awesome apartment. Anyway. Okay. True. So this guy said that he, he once, you know, got a girlfriend basically because he made liver and she was like, you cook a mean liver. Oh. Yes. Anyway. Awful. <laughs> exactly. That, awful. that is sexy. Yeah. Well, Keith, what is your, uh, I, what's something that make that's great for a group party then to have with a bunch I, of friends? I think you just need to make something, I think doing something simple really well mm-hmm. uh, that everyone will like. It's kind of a no-brainer, like um, what's that mac and cheese, or like uh, I think Sirius Each just had put up that recipe for uh, Scott Conant's uh, spaghetti from Scarpetta, which is like the greatest spaghetti ever. And uh, I think I something that. something like that is just it's perfect for spaghetti. Dates. Yeah, it's you know it's so simple. Like no one's gonna be like, "Ew, I don't like spaghetti," because like who doesn't like spaghetti? And then it, I think it's perfect for a date or like big group. As long as you can do that with that extra kick to impress them, but it what's the extra them. kick? Like that, the awesome, you know. He infuses. What was it? About, he I like infuses the olive oil before with a lot of Ooh. ingredients with the like the basil and like uh, the garlic and all that. And then he mixes it into the sauce. Okay, really? So and then, and then gotta... he put and then he puts like butter into the noodles after like a little bit butter. of like, butter, 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 yeah. and some of the the. Butter is the key to everything. The water that's been cooked in, so it kind of like yes. Hold, hold that thought, because we're going to actually start to take calls from the uh, listeners. Wait, we have one? We have a call? No, we're going to actually take a quick break. We're going <laughs> to listen to a little uh, musical interlude and call in with your questions. 718... Check out the website. 718-497-2128. Early in the morning Beats a cup of coffee for starting off the day Just a little loving When the world is yawning Makes you wake up feeling good things Are coming your way This whole world wouldn't be half as bad It wouldn't be half as sad Early in the morning That little extra something To kind of see them through Nothing turns the day on Really gets it done Like a little bit of loving From some loving someone Like you
Hey, we're back from a musical interlude. That was Dusty Springfield, Just a Little Lovin'. She's just wrapping up right now. Um, And I'm Kathy Arway. This is Cheap Date. This is Heritage Radio Network. You're listening to brought to you by TechServe. And today we're here with Rachel Wharton from uh, Edible Brooklyn, Edible Manhattan, and Keith Wagstaff from The Feedback at City Search. So we were just... um, talking about some cooking advice for large group dinners but uh one question i did want to get back to um was actually something that uh rachel mentioned which was the morning after since uh (laughs) this song just reminded me there was this you know you know just a little oven in the morning beats a cup of coffee so you were saying you know pack you know have a lot of um olives bread Nice stuff, impressive cheeses That's for like three from in the Jasper Hill. Three in the morning, right? But well, what, what about, about when the- you wake up? We wake up. Well, all of us have eggs and flying pigs bacon on hand at all times, right? <laughs> yes. yes, that's what I thought. <laughs> I have like whole D'Artagnan ducks just <laughs> in my refrigerator for just in case. Was that from the duck dinner leftover? No. Okay. That was a I, joke. I, I do. You had a duck dinner and you guys didn't invite me. <laughs> oh my god, you weren't there. What no. Was it? Oh, that it was, was good. a. Yeah, that was Damn. fun. Sorry. Um, oh, what Doug, to make? I the, don't. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. What to make for the next? What to make for breakfast? Yeah. Okay. So one time, actually, usually I make. Well, I I, I kind of cook whatever I have on hand, and I always have a. I always have really good like hearty bread. I always have eggs because you get like sixty zillion in your CSA share every week, and I oh, usually have oh. some kind of meat or green. So basically, if I'm making someone breakfast in the morning, I. I saute the greens in the bacon and I toast the bread and then I put it on the bread. But then, then maybe like a year ago, I was, I don't know what the hell I was doing because I never actually sit and watch videos of people cooking, like cooking techniques. But for some reason, I stumbled across this video of Gordon Ramsay making scrambled eggs. So this is, this is obviously where a chef would totally like trump me in technique because they would have known this all along. So Gordon Ramsay taught me through this video how to make like the best scrambled eggs ever in the universe, which is basically that you, you use a saute pan, like a high, a high rimmed pot and you break in the eggs over low, 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 low heat, and you put in the butter after you put in the eggs so that the butter steam, so that right. the steam from the butter... And um, also flavors the whole entire right. egg, not just the bottom of it. Right, and so it aerates, mm-hmm. aerates the, the steam escaping from the butter aerates these scrambled eggs, but you almost make it like, to me it was like risotto. You're stirring mm. slowly, 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 it takes forever, but they come out incredibly creamy, oh, nice. and, you, and like you, out, you like pull the pot off the heat if it starts to get too hot, because the goal is to just, so they're just like incredibly rich and creamy. And they're so they're like mind blowing. Yes. Yeah. It's it's less scrambled, like it's less chunky, but it's like just kind of like yeah. rich, buttery, seasoned perfectly. Yeah. And then he, got of it. course, he puts in like he's you add salt and pepper right at the very end, and he puts in like this huge knob of creme fraiche. Oh my god! Too. They That's were. I mean, it, impressive. It was definitely one of those like eureka moments. Like, oh my god, who would not want to? You know. So you put that, that delicious. Yeah. you put that on top of whatever vegetable you've sautéed on top okay. of a big thing of bread, and then maybe like whatever cheese you have, put that on top, and then if you have any of that olive oil, and that's what I do for breakfast. Cool. Um, I found that eggs really baffle a lot of people, and people are always asking me, oh, "How do I make an omelet? How do I make scrambled eggs? I don't know what to do with eggs. How do I poach it?" I and are hard. I think that's but really it's hard cool to do it can, well. It really that's a sign of a really good cook. It's that, how well you make your eggs because, like, it's mm-hmm. surprisingly hard to make perfect eggs. Yes, it, it's all about experience and knowing what happens when an egg hits a hot pan and 
Yeah. So I, I, I think that that's really impressive, actually, when you when you can have a when you can actually do it in person and show them. And I don't know. I always found that poached eggs were really kind of there's something about them that people just melt, you know, emotionally or, or just <laughs> in a, Kathy's in a way. tips for seduction. <laughs> Poached they're eggs. all messy you know you scrape you know sop mop them all over your plate and bread yes you can use your hands and okay know. so how do you guys take your eggs if you it, um if you're having the fried eggs how do you take them i don't take them because i make them <laughs> well how do you make them what's your way depends sunny side I, up I, I, over I'm, easy. I'm in a poached phase right now so runny it runny yeah yolk. totally but you keep i go just I'm scrambled. I'm boring. You know? Oh, oh, no well, runny not. yolk. Well, it's <laughs> speaks apparently. Volumes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it. Let's see. Let's make up what it means. Hmm. Anybody got anal retentive? Maybe. I think so. That would be a hard-boiled egg person. Uh, I do enjoy hard-boiled eggs as well. <laughs> I enjoy being psychoanalyzed. <laughs> <laughs> on this radio show you know we didn't actually get into what your ideal dating situation food wise would be food wise yeah like ideal first date like you know what what would our um, restaurant meal or not even restaurant meal lots and lots of fat oh yeah. i want to know that someone is not afraid like someone who just like oh i'll have the salad <laughs> nothing's less attractive than a girl who just wants to order the salad that's do, no good do people do that yeah girls girls just sure. order salad or, the, or no, something light, like something very light. And it's like when someone goes for it, when when they order the, you know, the fried chicken, that's the way to go. Cool. But, but you know, you found a winner. <laughs> hmm. All right. I mean, I, just because of what we all do for a living and what we care about, the food choices people make are are like the like the most important, like the the thing that I judge more than anything. You know, <laughs> so it's like that's why I guess that's why dating. Maybe that's why I wonder if dating overall is hard for people who care about food so much because like all dates happen in like this food drink world, which mm-hmm. we judge so much more than other people. That is true. That's true. But it's fun if someone's open to it and yeah. then you can like lead them places and like show them new yes. things. And I think that's fun. It's just when they refuse to eat things oh. when it gets kind of annoying. Yes. Or they're, oh yeah. So, or tra- super picky or have... Yeah, picky or have allergies. I'm doing scare quotes. Sounds like you guys have stories about this. Do you have any horror nightmares stories about somebody who only ate a bit lettuce? And no, it's. I guess it's. It can be hard to. I've I've dated vegetarians in the past, and there's nothing wrong with. Like I totally respect being a vegetarian. (laughs) And are you laughing? (laughs) I understand. It's like you know a life choice. Why is that so funny, Rachel? (laughs) I mean, I guess I I guess I do respect it. I understand. I mean, because if you read, okay, we, this is not even the right. This is not the right forum for this. Com- like, you know, I do I, like because if you really think about it, of course, like you cannot kill an animal. But I mean, so it's never, see, never mind. It is. It's a. It's Can we more all agree that vegans? Okay. Yeah, and no, it's a lifestyle thing. It's also a philosophy thing. Like, if somebody's a vegan and and they're really hardcore about it, and you're not, and that's, that's just that's, crazy that's like a religion talk. difference. Yes. I think it's fine as long as they can go to like non-restaurant mm-hmm. i mean non-vegan uh, restaurants or something like that that's fine on the other hand i do have a friend that's true you guys... if it, you can be as hardcore a vegan mm-hmm. as you possibly want but if you're willing to to roll with me wherever and not be uptight and i would be vice versa maybe um then you're fine how about someone who doesn't flip drink side, <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I've had human. That. that 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 means you're really animal retentive. <laughs> that, that I don't know about that. But on the flip side, I do have a friend who I know you guys know too. But she's um, hardcore, you know, meat eater, fat eater, all those things, spleen eater, fried chicken eater, and she started dating somebody who was a vegetarian. And and I think on the second date when he ordered something. Um, she was just like, you know, I don't think this is going to work. This whole vegetarian thing. <laughs> what did he say? He was, I think, really hurt or offended because, you know, he was going along. He doesn't care that she eats bacon and grease and it's, why it's should you care if I do? Like, oh, yeah. I want to go to Porchetta or something. Right. And I can't because you don't eat meat. It's, But I mean... Uh, then again, if you limit yourself to things like that, you're going to be pretty unhappy. Like, that's pretty... You can work Do you think it. that that... I mean, yes. so you're saying that when people get all greasy and smeared with fried mm-hmm. chicken, that's like a turn-on? Really? The um. feeling... <laughs> I think it is almost. Like, that euphoric it, feeling after you've just consumed, like, a really, really good fatty meal. I think don't, don't you feel like throwing up, then? No. no. Okay. Do you? Well, I definitely... There. I mean, there. you can go... You can go overboard or you cannot go overboard. Hey, Kathy. Yo. This is Jack, the producer. Uh, You have a caller on the line. He's got a question. Hi. You're on Cheap Date. What's your name? Hey. uh, My name is Gift. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How is it going? So, uh, what's... Yeah, um, I'm having trouble getting um, girls to notice me. And I just wanted to know, like, how can I um, change that? Okay, so in just, like, everyday scenarios, like, walking down the street or, like, you're at a party and you want to... Well, at a party, at a bar, anything like that. First mm-hmm. of all, where, this is Rachel, by the way. Where do you live? Uh, I live in Jersey. You're in Jersey. Which, na- which part of Jersey? Um, Central Jersey. Central um, Jersey. New Brunswick, Edison area. So you're listening from Jersey. That's awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Represent. I'm, uh, I'm from Essex County. Well, so. you, could take, you could take Gates... Um, idea, and you could smear yourself with. First of all, you could smear yourself with fried chicken grease. Wow! They would definitely <laughs> notice you. Um, I don't think that's the type of recognition I need. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, okay. So to make small talk and just get like the initial icebreakers and conversation going. Um, what, what What's a good thing to say when I first meet, or? When I first go up to these young ladies, <laughs> I say. I think just to be having a good time and like project an aura of fun and just kind of. That's right. Project an aura of confidence. Like you don't really even need to talk to this person. Although I, I think that there isn't anyone on the planet who doesn't like to have someone ask them questions about themselves. I mean, someone to show interest in what you do and like what you do for a living, what you like, what you care about. Almost everyone will respond to that. That is true. If you do it nicely. So, um, what do you do for a living? Me? You haven't been listening to the whole show. (laughs) No, no, no. We're all food writers. Oh, okay. All right. Um, It's good to maybe find something, also when you find something you're passionate about. And you kind of go after it, and you meet some people in like the same field. It's always a good way to meet people. And but how do you know at first? You know, like it's hard to find. I mean, yeah. It's... I guess I, I guess you're totally on cue. You know, ask them. Okay, I think we're out of time, guys. 
first episode of Cheap Date is over. But thank you so much, Rachel Wharton and Keith Wagstaff. You guys are awesome. And we're going to have lots of fun and eat lots of pizza now. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Don't want.